Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast that you're listening to right now, thank you so much, called Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. It is a daily podcast, 365 days a year, and each day we talk to an author about all of the things related to their career, their book, their life, and more in 30 minutes or less, because who has time? I am now an author myself, although I wasn't when I started this podcast, and you can get my new memoir, Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, wherever books are sold starting July 1st, and my children's book, Princess Charming. You can learn more about me at zibbyowens.com, but really, you're here to learn more about the authors, and that is what we're going to do. Also, be sure to check out all the other podcasts in the Zcast Podcast Network. You can learn more at zcastnetwork.com. And definitely check out those shows as well. Sarah Gilman is the editor of the Amazon Book Review. And every six months or so, I have her on to discuss the best books of the year and the best books of the year so far, which is always a really interesting conversation in curation and everything like that. Sarah was named after the memoir her dad was reading when she was born, and so she thinks she was destined for a career in books. She started as a book publicist in New York before relocating to Seattle to work at Amazon, where, as I mentioned, she serves as the editorial director for books. Known for her guest appearances on national talk shows and her signature book club, Sarah Selects, Sarah loves fiction, memoirs, and a good multi-generational family saga. When she's not working or reading, she's spending time with her two young sons, walking her anxious and lovable dog, or designing the perfect reading nook. 
<laughs> Welcome back, Sarah Gelman. So you. exciting to have you in person know, here so in New York City. Here. It's so different to actually like do a podcast in person. It is. It feels good. And see someone and like look them in the eye. I know. I, I used remember. to do it like this all the time. Yeah. The good old days. I remember the first time I met you was at your book party, the Zippy Award. Yep. And that was it raining that night? Probably. Yeah, in Brooklyn. It was like must have been a rainy night in Brooklyn. And I was like, oh, she's a little shorter than I thought she would be. Oh, yeah. okay. People say that they think I'm taller. So I don't know. I just think that capable women seem taller than they are. I like how you turned that into a yes. compliment. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm 5'2 and proud. See, you like, I'm looking at you right now. I would say that you're 5'6, okay. even just sitting there. Maybe my legs are really short. Also, I think there's such a thing as a tall personality and a shorter personality, and you have a tall, a tall personality. Okay. Yeah. I'll take it. All right. You're just about the height I thought, which is tall and which is already for an accomplished person, right? So, um, well, thank you. There you go. I'm I'm the most average height you can be. <laughs> <laughs> you were a giant in my family. You were like the men in my family. I'm not even kidding. Yes, I'm like the least offensive height, the least offensive shoe size. It's like what shoe size do you wear? Eight. I'm an eight. I'm an eight and a half. Oh, sometimes even I wear an eight and a half. It depends on the shoe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know. I was so sad. I just took my daughter to the orthopedist and they said, okay, well, from the x-ray, we can tell her foot's not going to grow. And I was like, no, she's never going to be able to share shoes. I already bought her shoes that are half a size up and she's never going to grow into them. So anyway, big socks. <laughs> I also, did you worry with your pregnancies that your feet would change sizes? Yes. That happened to my mom. That happened to my mom. And did it happen with you? No. Me neither. Yeah. I'm so thankful. Cause like, I don't know. I guess I don't love all the shoes that I wore pre-pregnancy, but I thought I would. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, why are you on these shoes? Oh, here's the Katie Turner book. I really want to read that. Oh, yeah. I had her on my podcast. Yes. I'm just distracted. Yeah. No, go ahead. So speaking of books, we are here to talk about shoes (laughs) and height. (laughs) Shoes and height. The Amazon book review top 10 books of the year so far, which we have done in the past. So you can go back a year if you want to scroll forever and find our last one. Although we probably did end of the year too. So maybe you don't have to go that far. Yeah, we did. We did, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So just go back six months and then six months from that, or just search Sarah Gelman and you'll get this, these great roundups. So we have 10, the top 10, and we're going to start with 10, which was a little debate, but I said, I think Casey Kasem would start with 10 and work his way up to one. So we're going to do that. We're going to make bracelets that say, what would Casey Kasem do? <laughs> and if you don't know who he is, well, yeah, whatever, then. whatever. Okay. He was a, he was a radio host back in the day. Okay. Number 10 is Hello, Molly by Molly Shannon. So Molly Shannon is the, I think, best known as the SNL comedian. And I always think of her, the one that she sticks her hands under her armpits when she's nervous. I don't know. I'm glad that there's a visual of this yeah. happening. <laughs> Mary Catherine Gallagher. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Girl. yes, yes. Um, so she's super funny. And this is, I think like a lot of people that are comedians, she has a bit of a tragic past and not sort of the like sunshine and sparkles that you expect from someone who is so funny. So this is a very, a funny, but very honest memoir about her life and her relationship with her parents. And it's not at all what you might think based on, you know, even looking at the sunny picture of her on the jacket with her arms spread wide and this beautiful red dress. So wait, I should back up and ask you how you pick the best books of the year. Yes. So this is um, a full team effort. So I lead a team of editors and we are like you, we read hundreds of books every year, except there's more of us than there is of you. And how, how many, how many people do you have? Like how big uh, is the team? There are like 
eight, I should know exactly eight of us, eight, nine nine of us. And so everyone is really an expert in a different genre and we all have different backgrounds. Most Mm -hmm. of us publishing or bookselling. One person came from IMDb and they're like huge, like sci-fi fantasy. They Mm -hmm. always say speculative fiction fan. And so we all read and we come together and basically we curate this list mid-year of our, it's top 20. We're going to talk about the top 10 today. 20 of our favorite books of the year so far. So this is not based on sales data. It is our judgment and opinion. It's not scientific. These are just books that we love. Okay. And we want customers to hopefully discover if they haven't yet or you know see it on a list and be like, I have been meaning to read that. So, and it's fun because it comes out mid-year. So it's great for summer reading. There are some good Father's Day gifts on here. Um, it's a really, this is a fun list. Our end of the year list is top 100, which gets a little stressful. Yep. So we'll be like, this isn't a 20 to 30, it's a 50 to 60. Mm. And like, but this way we're able to talk about top 20. And, you know, we started with what we thought was a tight list of about 45. And it's like, okay, 25 of these, like you kill them. And yeah, it's hard. And it inspires a lot of healthy debate. The team, we're like a dysfunctional family. We love each other. We fight. And then it's like, after you have that fight about like, you know, I didn't like this book or you blah, blah, blah. And then like, we love each other again. It's like the best dysfunctional family of all time. Like every meal is like Thanksgiving dinner or every meeting I should say is like Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. It's really, it's a cool team. And I think it's, to me, it's really cool that a place like Amazon, which is, you know, relies on data a lot. And I think people think of as, you know, really like tech heavy that we're this really high touch team of people that sit around and read. And we also do things on our computer. Like I don't get to sit and read all day. But we're reading books and basically writing about them and talking about them. And it's just, to me, like such a cool thing to be able to do that as a job, but then also as a job that then has an audience of Amazon customers. It's amazing. It's pretty cool. When did the Amazon book review start? So the team of Amazon editors has actually existed since Amazon was a bookseller, which is the whole time that there's been Amazon, which I think is about 25 years Mm -hmm. now. And it's always been, we've always had these curators that were kind of like curating and writing reviews in the store because it was an important deciding factor for someone to buy a book, even before customer reviews, like this is what you got. And the Amazon book review is gosh, probably at least as it was named something else before it was called omnivoracious, which I still love that word, but I think it's not quite as descriptive as Amazon book review, but to say like, I read omnivoraciously is so cool. Right. True. But I've been at Amazon for 13 years and omnivoracious was around before that. So I would say at least 15, if not longer. Wow. Yeah. And some people on the team have been there for over 10 years. It is, it's not a job that a lot of people leave. I bet. Yeah. It's pretty rad. Pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Number nine. Number nine is, oh, this is one of my personal favorites. Really? Okay. Half Blown Rose by Lisa Cross Smith. So this is actually the first pick for my book club on Amazon, which is called Sarah Selects, which is, that is all my taste, which is like weird and kind of scary, but also like this is, these are books that I love. So I was just talking about this book this morning to a colleague who's going to Europe next week. And I told her she has to bring this. So I interviewed the author and she said that this is a coming of age story, which I love because it's about a woman in her early Mm forties. So not what you would think of of coming of age. So she's 43 and she discovers this huge betrayal by her husband who lives back in America where she, she lives in Kentucky with him. And her response is that she moves to Paris or she goes to Paris and stays at her parents' flat in Paris, which is a beautiful apartment. And her parents are successful artists and she's a successful woman. She's a, a privileged black woman basically. And 
So when she's in Paris, she's like lives her best life. So she's eating like pain au chocolat. She's drinking red wine. She's smoking some cigarettes and she ends up falling for this man who's 20 years her junior and is actually the same age as her son. Ooh, who's 23. Okay. And they have this steamy affair and they end up traveling around Europe together. And it comes down to really like, will she go back to her life as this wife of this person in America, or is she going to continue to live out sort of this fantasy of like being with this man in Europe? And, you know, her children are grown, they're in their twenties. So she has the freedom to have this life. And she sort of gave up her early twenties to be a wife and a mother. So it's just, it's sort of like, it's escapist. It's definitely like, I call it like smart girl betrayed, but I love this book. That sounds you sold me. You need to read it. I, I honestly I hadn't I don't even know about this book. Oh, so good. Okay. Okay. Number, Check it out for sure. I am I'm gonna add to cart. Number eight. Okay, so CF Tranquility is Emily St. John Mandel. So Emily St. John Mandel has the new Hulu adaptation series of Station Eleven, which was, I believe, her debut novel. And I actually loved her last novel, The Glass Hotel. It's one of my favorite books. And this is a new one, also speculative fiction. And there's someone on my team that I mentioned that loves this genre. And so he read it. And then this is how things come on the list. He was like, this isn't just for sci-fi fans. I think this has broad appeal. And then other people read it and they just totally fell in love with it. So this is on the team, some people's favorite book of the year. So you can see like, it doesn't make it number one because it's a, it's a democracy, but it's definitely a top 10. Amazing. Okay. Next one. What number, what did I say? Eight, seven. Yes. Okay. Memphis by Tara. It's, I'm sorry. It's Tara Stringfellow. Okay. She, this I, was a Reese's pick, wasn't it? It was. And I, oh no, it was a Jenna pick actually. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, I talked about this on, during an interview and the author reached out to me and said, it's actually Tara because I said Tara. So I want to make sure it's Tara. Um, and I hate mispronouncing names. So I apologize, but this is oh, such a good book. This is about three, it's three generations of women in Memphis. And it's sort of, it's a little bit about intergenerational trauma and how you carry kind of secrets and, and trauma from the past into the future. But it also is very hopeful. It's just, it's lush. There's like such a sense of place. Mm -hmm. And I also love music when music plays a big role in books and it does that in Half Blown Rose too, but there's also just like this great sense of music in Memphis. So it's a great novel. It's her debut. I think she was a poet before, Hmm. but this is her debut novel and it's just totally beautiful. I have lyrics to one song in my book, Bookends. (gasps) No way! Yeah, you will have to... Okay, I haven't gotten there yet. You have to read the song and then tell me if you like hearing it. Okay. Three, four, okay, five, six, six. <laughs> six. <laughs> this is my short-term memory. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> we need to number these. Yeah, lessons in chemistry by Bonnie Garmas. Yes, I, I had Bonnie on my podcast. Oh, I love she this is amazing book so much. Yes. So this is a novel about a woman in the 1960s. She's a female chemist. And she's brilliant, but she suffers in her career because of sexism. And she becomes this unlikely host of a, like a cable network cooking show. And that becomes really popular. And she's teaching all of these housewives about more than just how to make meatloaf to her, like cooking is science is chemistry. And so she takes it very seriously. She wears a lab coat and it's all about like chemical reactions and it's just such a great story about female empowerment. It to me, this was like a cross between John Irving and also Maria Semple from Where John Irving has a new book coming out. Oh my god, he does! Yes. Oh, I'm very excited for that. Yes, I love him. I just got the digital arc. No, way. I did. Oh my I god, know, okay. I know, it's like amazing. 
John Irving's publisher, send me a copy too. I'll tell you who it is. You can get your own copy. Yeah. I just like, there's a dog in this book that is like a major character that doesn't speak out loud, but understands English. Mm -hmm. And it's like, to me, that's very John Irving, like the animals that are human Mm -hmm. sort of thing. And it sounds weird, but it just, it works. But yeah, I just, to me... I just love this book. And actually someone on the team, Lindsay Powers, who you yes, yes, yes. have worked with, said this is her new all-time favorite book. Really? Yep. So like that is a glowing endorsement from someone that reads so much to say this is a new favorite book. That's great. Yeah. She yeah. loved it. So did my mom, if that counts for anything. But I loved it too. It's a great book. I, yeah, it was great. It was great. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, I think we're on number five. Okay, River of Gods. The subtitle is Genius, Courage, and Betrayal in the Search of the Source of the Nile Hmm. by Candace Millard. So this is nonfiction, and I'm going to say of the top 10, I like this as a Father's Day pick. Okay. And I hate to say that because it's nonfiction, but it is a good Father's Day pick. So this is a book about the search for the Nile in the 19th century. And to me, what's different about it is that Millard really confronts colonialism in a way that a lot of historians do not and acknowledges it and deals with it. And she's telling a story about these two European men who are like, to me, it's this like hapless race for them to one up each other. And they just have this like relentless search for geographic discoveries. And, you know, they're, they're getting fevers and they're falling and they're attacked by insects, but it's like, they're single-mindedly focused on this. But she also tells a story of an enslaved man named C.D. Bombay, who basically they wouldn't have made their discoveries without him. And he really is like the unsung hero of this piece of history. And in the book, he emerges that way. So this book definitely inspired healthy debate on my team. Okay. It didn't sit well with everyone, but we all agreed that it's beautifully written. It reads like a thriller. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, it's so visceral. Like you're reading it and like, you feel like sweaty from the humidity of being in a jungle. Huh. So it's great that way. And it definitely like, yes, it is. It's history told sort of the way that we want history to be told, which is the truth. Love it. Okay. Before we go on to the next one, tell me more about your book club. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. So it's called Sarah Selects, which is so weird to have something named after me, but it is a monthly book club on Amazon. And so you can go to amazon.com backslash Sarah Selects and join the club. And I will be picking a new book every month and it's books that I love. And the idea is really books that like, I read so much. I mean, you read so much, like when you read a book and you were like, I need to talk about this with someone right away. It should be those books. So Mm -hmm. there's no other parameter besides that men, women, all genders, all, you know, nonfiction, fiction, it just needs to have that feeling of like, I'm reading something and I don't want to be alone right now. I need to call someone and talk about this. Interesting. Yeah. Sorry, I just finished Nora Reed's off script. Yes. That's, I think I would, I would pick that for your, if I read. That, I'm so sorry I haven't read that yet because my colleague Vanessa loved it. And she said to me, Sarah, I really think you need to read this book. And you know what it's like when you're reading for work, like sometimes the things that you just want to read that no, you don't I, get to I read meant for work. to read this so much earlier yes. than I did. I've had it. I mean, I meant to do it earlier, but I did it right before my podcast, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I wish I had done this earlier." Anyway, right? You know, because yeah. so, you can tell. By the-, the book that I is like my white whale that I want to read, and I always am like, "I'm going to read this on vacation." Is Pachinko? Oh, I'm I read that. I did read that. Read that. Book, yes, and I just for some reason I like can't get to it, but I'm, I did. I'm I read that a couple, when it, it. Oh, a couple years ago. I had mentioned Leah on my podcast. I'm just going to keep telling you about the guests. <laughs> People listening can go back and, and you can get your appetite wet for all these things. Okay. So this- Number four. Number four. Is The Maid by Anita Prose. This is a book that came out earlier this year. So I think people are kind of familiar. It's a red jacket with the keyhole. And it is about a neurodiverse maid at a hotel. And it is an, to me, it's an unnamed city. I think it's either New York or Toronto. And she is cleaning a hotel room and she stumbles upon the body, dead body of a man that sort of lives at the hotel. And she is kind of thrust in as the key suspect in his murder. And so the story unfolds through her eyes, but you're seeing the world the way that she does, which is in a neurodiverse way. And it's never named, you know, any sort of diagnosis, but you understand that, you know, she sees the world a little bit differently. And so as a reader, you're seeing it through her eyes and sort of this limited view, but also bringing the knowledge of like, you can tell when people aren't good guys that she doesn't necessarily know. And it's definitely, it's a mystery. And it's not, it's not like a violent mystery. There's no like knifing or anything. And she's just, she's lovable. And you sort of see like the good and the bad in people through her eyes. And it's just, it's really unique too. It's a little bit like the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime, Mm -hmm. or I know that you love Sally Hepworth too. Sally Hepworth, the good sister. Mm -hmm. Yep. That was great. Yeah. Another question before we go on to the top three. Do you give the authors anything like a certificate or a gift or do you just... For Sarah Selects? Well, yeah. Oh, for this. For this. But okay, for Sarah Selects too. I wasn't... A, I, no, just the... Just the... Yeah. Just the list, just the which list. is huge. So we do, for the top three, actually, I interviewed all the authors, the top three authors on Amazon Live yesterday, which is always a really fun interview because it's like four ways. Oh, um, at the same time. At the same time. So I do like all the others at once and then like break out, I call them breakout rooms, mm-hmm, but it's just mm-hmm. like one-on-one yep. um, with all of them. But yeah, it's a, it's a lot to like wrangle and the technology piece is always a little stressful, but that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Number three. Oh, okay. Number three is this is what I'm like, I love this book. All my rage by Saba Tahir. This is, it's a young adult book, but I yep. read it without knowing that it was a young adult book. And I'm sort of thinking like, oh, teenagers would like this. And then I realized it was actually intended as a young adult book, but it reads like an adult novel. It is about two star-crossed Pakistani teenagers in a small desert town in California. 
and a story about their parents and where they came from. And it jumps back in history. And it's, I cried. Did you cry when you're reading this? I have to admit, I did not finish this book. Oh, sorry. So okay. I did not cry, oh, cry but I end. did have Saba on my podcast to talk she's about the parts wonderful. that I did read. I, she's been on twice. I love her. Yeah. And what I read was amazing. Yeah. She, I loved talking to her yesterday. I mean, you can just tell she's like so smart and so smart. also great music in this book. If you're a fan of music and books. And I loved, you know, this is her first contemporary novel because she is the author of a really popular fantasy series in Ember and the Ashes. And she said that she's been writing this book for a long time. Yes, and this is a book she... that she would go to when she was feeling angry. So like it, I mean, it's called All My Rage. Like there is this undercurrent of anger and rage in it, but it also, it's hopeful too. Awesome. Yeah. She's amazing. Okay. Number two. What My Bones Know, A Memoir of Healing from Complex Trauma by Stephanie Fu. So I love the jacket on this book too. It's worth checking out. It's like crossed bones with like beautiful like flowers and vegetables growing out of them. And when I interviewed Stephanie Fu yesterday, we talked about the jacket and she said that she and a friend designed it because they wanted this idea of like, you know, even though your bones can hold trauma, like beautiful things can come from that, which I loved. So this book is about her life. It's a memoir about her being diagnosed with complex PTSD when she is, I guess it was about four years ago. So complex PTSD is a condition that happens when someone experiences trauma over a long period of time. So PTSD is like, I was in a plane crash. Complex PTSD is I was a victim of child abuse. And in her case, she writes about the child abuse that she suffered and how it's affected her, her entire life. And so she gets this diagnosis because she realizes something's not quite right, but she doesn't know it has no name. And once it's named, she researches it. And she's actually, she was a producer on An American Life or This American Life. And so she attacks it like a researcher. So she's like, okay, here's some things that I can do. And she goes after all of these different ways and like looks at it scientifically. And it's it sounds like a sad book, but she is very funny. So there's lots of humor. Like she's not afraid to make fun of herself. And it has a happy ending too. And one thing that I, I mean, I'm not giving anything away that it ends during the pandemic. And we all know what that is like, but it turns out that people that suffer from complex PTSD thrive in conditions of like high stress. So like wartime or pandemic time. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, high functioning during this time that everyone else, like, she was like, all my friends were calling. They're like, I can't get in bed. I'm so scared. I don't want to go to the grocery store. And she was like, I'm doing great. So it's really interesting. Like that something that a lot of people would take as something that's, you know, wrong with them. And it's really like a superpower. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to investigate that more. It's complex PTSD. Yes. Um, And the book, the book sounds great too. Okay. Number one. Okay. (laughs) It's Remarkably Bright Creatures by Shelby Van Pelt. So this is a debut novel, and it is about an unlikely friendship between a widow named Tova and an octopus, which I feel like I start to lose people, and they're like, oh, what is this? But it's really, it's a book about aging, and it's about rediscovering family. It's about finding love and sort of like resetting yourself, getting out of a place where she described it as like, it's a book about getting unstuck. Mm-hmm. And it also has a mystery at its core. And the octopus is key to solving the mystery. And you just, I don't know. It's one of those books that like, to me felt incredibly original. Even though I read a lot, like it's hard to find something that is really original. Yeah. And to me, this struck me as very original. And I, I still think about the characters. I did not realize that was an octopus. Yes. 
I mean, I never really looked. I just thought it was like yeah, this you really beautiful look, so cover. This is the woman on the front. So this is, I learned this yesterday, actually. This huh. is original artwork that was done by the art director at Echo, which is the publisher. And she painted the scene. So it's like a, wow. I don't know if it's watercolor, but it's an octopus in a, mm-hmm. in a tank with a woman, an older woman, gray hair, standing in front of it, looking at him. And the, you know, I read a lot of my books on Kindle. It's just kind of easy for me to carry around, but I did have a hardcover of this book that I received after I read the book. And I have to say like the artwork within the book is beautiful because there's sort of this shadow of like a creeping octopus that comes across the book as it gets further along. Oh, wow. It's really cool. It's one of those books that's like, it's beautiful to own this in person. The texture of the jacket is really nice, but you can read it on Kindle too. So yeah, this is like, the t- all the whole team loved this book. And what I think is cool about that is like, it was, it's men and women. It's people that are different ages. It's, you know, like in the diversity of the team, like everyone felt like this was so far our favorite book. Wow. And yeah. it's a read with Jenna Pick. And it's a read with Jenna Pick. So she must have liked Jenna it. Jenna has good taste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love her taste. Amazing. Okay. So now you start reading for the next second half of the year. That's it. Yep. Turn over to the next <laughs> next part of the year. <laughs> well, excellent picks. Listeners, go out and get all these, but you can also find them on Amazon Book Review, amazon.com slash Amazon Book Review slash lots of other things, but start there yep. and you will find it and check out Sarah Selects. Thank you. Is there an actual meeting? Like, do you meet with the people who... Fo- it's, it's all virtual. It's all virtual. Yeah. So I post, I'm like, I am actually in there responding to people and posting. I go in every day, except on the weekends when I do take a break. Every day I go in, I respond to comments and like things and post prompts. I just posted yesterday about this idea of like, would the main character's name is Vincent and like, would, how would Vincent's life be different if she had younger kids? And I'm, I'm going to be 43 in a month. And so like, she's very much my age. What would, what would her life look like if her kids were three and six, the same age, my kids, like this is, this would be impossible (laughs) to escape to Paris, but she missed that period of her early twenties where, you know, hopefully you get to be irresponsible and like date the men that ride motorcycles and not the men you want to marry. And, you know, she never had that. And so her, I think her life is very different because she never had that period and now she's able to have it as a 40 year old woman. Okay. Totally going to read that book. Yeah. You need to read it. I need to read it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Okay. So fun. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.